Studios of Teen It Up. From to Jersey, outside of Boston's the second place for part one of Teen Up presents the Sunday Sprint for this week number six in the National Football League. It's fantasy time, and we welcome in Mr. Danny Flecker for that. Good morning, sir. Hey, man. How's it going? I am good. Um, let's start here, which is we've got a bunch of teams on bye weeks and a bunch of teams that have had injuries. Um, so let's start with the Giants, who have had basically every offensive weapon, I believe, hurt except for Eli Manning. Uh, if you had any of the myriad of people uh, involved on that team, where do you go next? Oh, obviously, we had Odell Beckham replacing somebody like that, you know, in real life and in fantasy is not going to be, you know, it's not feasible. So, you know, you hope that you have some depth there, you know, from, a, you know, the other individuals that were, were injured um, weren't necessarily fantasy contributors. And given the schedule they have tonight and, and next week, even if you had them, I think it'd be hard to play any of their skill position players besides Evan Ingram, which I think might be their best play tonight. Uh, but, you know, when you're looking at the wire and you're trying to find a wide receiver or a running back, um, you know, with the bye weeks, it gets more difficult. But if you were able to pick up a guy like Derek McKinnon on the Vikings, he had a big game on Monday night. I had a feeling he would be the preferred option there over Latavius Murray anyway. Um, you know, if you're able to pick him up. Um, that, that should be able to help you out. You know, when you look at um, some other players, um, Elijah McGuire and the Jets was a, a popular pickup recently as well. Uh, I don't know what his role will be today with Forte back, uh, but, you know, he could be someone that, that spells him and gives you some, some points there. Um, some wide receivers. Uh, you know, Mike Williams of the Chargers is back, the rookie they drafted. I don't know what his role will be, but, you know, someone that could break out later in the year, you know, on the Chargers end. Uh, Ricardo Lewis in the Browns seems to be their de facto number one. I'm sure he's available out there. If you go, you pick up somebody like him. Uh, you know, those are the types of players and the levels of players you're looking at to replace uh, the caliber of a player like Odell Beckham at this point in the year. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, a couple things that have come up on the running back front. Number one, I was surprised to see that Fournette and Todd Gurley are two, three in the uh, running back category. Um, su- surprising that they're facing each other today. You would think something's got to give. Um, where do you think this goes? Who would you think will have the better day? Uh, Jacksonville's defense has really stepped up at times this year, especially holding down potent or, or so-called potent offenses like Baltimore, even though Baltimore is not having a great year overall, especially since that London game. Yeah, and, and Jacksonville has got a roster on defense that comprised of, of some good players, but when I look a little bit more closely at Jacksonville, I see that their wins, you know, have been inflated in a sense. You know, their defense has performed above expectation, you know, in those games. It has forced a lot of turnovers and have given the offense short field. But then when I look at their losses, you know, they've gotten blown out. So for a team that's still trying to find itself, you know, Jacksonville is, you know, so presents some opportunity, you know, from a fantasy front, especially in Fournette. But no one else on that team would give me any sort of confidence. I mean, Blake Portals did for 95 yards last week. <laughs> I can't see him being able to sustain any of the skill position players they have. 
Uh, even when they were winning, they were, you know, not giving him the ball. The ball was going to Fournette. I think he had something around 25 carries last week, uh, like 180 yards. So, you know, he's the only viable option. And I think he gets the ball 20 to 25 times a week. you got to play him no matter who they're playing. Todd Gurley, I think, in the same boat. You know, the Rams are a young team, and they feasted on some poor defenses, and, and they took advantage of that. Um, they played a tough game last week, and who knows? They, that game might have gone differently if Gurley doesn't fumble on the first drive in the end zone. But you got to play both those guys no matter who they're playing. They're both uh, dynamic players. Gurley a little bit more because he offers some in the passing game. But uh, if they're 2-3, and three, I imagine they're 2-3, and three, maybe flip-flopped after this week. Just given that, I think the focal point for both offenses will be to get those guys the ball 20 to 25 times today. Uh, if you have Zeke and you uh, have any kind of legal knowledge and don't believe that a stay is coming in this court case, what do you do with Zeke? Do you keep him? Do you cut him? Do you need a roster spot? How do you handle this? I honestly think when I look at this whole situation and the mess that, you know, He's fortunate he's on the bye this week, so you don't have to worry about playing him today. Um, but I, I honestly think this thing is going to go to a point where they're going to allow him to play. It's just the way the NFL works, and um, you know, the guy at the end of the day, I, I said this from the beginning, and you know, to some people I talked to about the situation, he should have just taken the suspension as is. He would have been coming back this week. You know, week seven would have been his. You know, week seven or eight would have been his target. Now, you know, if they do hold this and he is suspended, he's out until week 13 or week 14. And, you know, if you got him, you keep him because, you know, if you're in good shape with your team, my guess is that you drafted some handcuffs and and have that depth there. But um, if you got him, you keep him. He comes back week 13, week 14, week 15, et cetera, and, the Cowboys are still in it, and if you're still in it from a fantasy perspective, it's going to be nice to have somebody like that to plug in during the playoffs. Um, we look at two Philly players, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz. Do you think they can keep this up over a long period of time? We don't always see second-year quarterbacks play as well as Carson Wentz is playing. Uh, he's their number one target, despite them, them having Alshon Jeffrey there. I, I still think... That's the place that went uh, feels more comfortable going to. But you've had a good year, and you ride, you ride went until you you have a reason not to. Earth, you're playing no matter what. He is uh, de facto number one wide receiver there. He gets red zone targets. He works the middle of the field. And um, Carolina, I thought would have been a tough matchup for him. And you know, he did get two touchdowns. So from a fan- fantasy perspective, he did awesome. But in a real life perspective, he didn't do much else. Um, but he's still someone that's going to see 10 to 12 targets a game and, and red zone targets. So you got to keep him in the lineup no matter what. Uh, two uh, larger picture questions, defense and kicking. We've had a bunch of kicking problems, including Tampa having to cut ex-Jet Nick Falk to make room for somebody who can actually kick balls through the end zone. And Denver's the number one defense in the NFL right now, followed by Miami, Washington, Atlanta, Cincy, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans. Who do you like defensively today, and who do you like kicking-wise if you need a kicker after last week or bye weeks? Well, you got to roll with Denver, right? They're playing yeah. Sunday night at home against the Giants that just look like they have lost themselves in more ways than one. So if you got Denver defense, roll them up. Um, 
I think they're in for a big game. I, I actually like Atlanta a lot today on the defensive side. At home, after bye, indoors, fast track. Uh, Miami's offense might be the worst in the league. Um, no Devontae Parker, it looks like. Um, Jay Cutler throws picks and gets sacked. So um, I, I think Atlanta is a, a sneaky pickup if you have them. Baltimore as well at home. They play differently at home against a rookie quarterback on a short week. Um, I like Baltimore as well. Those other defenses, the Saints. Um, Cincy's off this week, so no no need to worry about Cincy. Um, the Saints are, they had a nice little run here, but I think we know what they actually are as a defense. So I wouldn't really roll with them unless you don't have any other option. But I, I like Atlanta as a sneaky pickup and Baltimore too. Those two teams should be available out there if, if you have a chance to pick them up. And finally, kicking. You know, if, if kicking is what it is at the end of the day in the NFL, you, you hope that you've got a premier guy there. If not, then, um, you know, that Jake Elliott kid seems to be, at least this year, uh, an accurate guy. Um, I'm still a big fan of the, of the Titans kicker, Ryan Suckup. He's, uh, you know, on an offense that doesn't necessarily always find the end zone. He, he's a good guy to have, uh, you know, Brandon McManus on Denver, they kick a lot of field goals, especially at home. So, you know, you, you have that chance for him to kick some, some longer shots there, like 40, you know, 40 to 55 yarders are, are completely makeable in, in Denver. Um, so, you know, somebody like that, somebody you can go after. Other than that, uh, you know, you go with the best guy that's available, I think, on the kicking, and I wouldn't stretch over over picking up somebody that you think that you need to keep for the rest of the year. You kind of just go week by week with that. Ryan Suckup is also a really good golfer, just a random factoid for you. Thank you as always, sir, and uh, enjoy your soccer game, and we'll see you next week on Teeing It Up. All right, have a great day, man. You got it.